Hello there, cat people. Dan the Catman here, and welcome to episode 38 of the Shelter Cats podcast. Or as my mother would say, episode 38. <laughs> uh, if she was listening, she'd probably say, I don't talk that way. I don't know why you make fun of my voice. I do not talk that way. The Shelter Cats podcast is, as always, my labor of feline love. And Michelle will be joining me on future episodes. We've already recorded a few together. And there will be more. But this episode is the first of a, of a occasional series I'm calling Feline Spotlights, where I'm going to you know, spotlight my own cats. You know, they've been mentioned in episodes here and there. But I want to, you know, all the cats that I currently and previously have had the privilege of owning or being owned by, I want to be sure I dedicate episodes to them so that you, you know about my cats. You know, this is, this is a show about shelter cats, regular, everyday cats that you get from rescues and shelters and fosters that make a big difference in, in your life. And I can absolutely tell you, my, my cats have all been rescues and adoptions, and they've all made a major difference in my life. And I hope that that will inspire you to adopt a shelter cat of your own so you could experience unconditional feline love. So adopt, don't shop. So, I'm going to go a little bit out of order today. Why? Because I can. And today's episode is a feline spotlight. So I've, I've had many, many cats. I grew up with cats, and if, if you listen to early episodes, I talked about how, while I didn't have cats in my home, there were, you know, I had cats in my uncle's lampshade store. So I was around cats all the time. I myself have been a cat owner ever since I adopted Tyler in late 2000. So I've owned cats continuously since uh, 23 years, since late 2000. So almost a quarter of a century of cats. But today's feline spotlight is all about the current queen of the household, Sophie. (laughs) I I touched on Sophie briefly when I commemorated... um, the ninth anniversary of Tyler's crossing the Rainbow Bridge. So I did touch briefly on how I adopted her, but she gets a spotlight episode of her own because she's just, she's just, she's worth it. All, you know, all cats are special and all cats are cute and adorable and amazing and they make great pets, you know, and, and most importantly, all, 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 all cats have personalities and traits and idiosyncrasies and just things that make them make them unique. And Sophie, I'm staring at her right now. She knows I'm talking about her. Sophie <laughs> has personality in spades. So I adopted Sophie in August of 2014, literally two weeks after Tyler had crossed the Rainbow Bridge. And again, that's generally my thing, is... Um, I think the best way to move on and mourn and grieve the loss of a cat is to adopt another one. Because <laughs> the, the need of cats to find homes never ever stops. You know, like New York is the city that never sleeps. Cat adoption is the thing that never sleeps. Cats always need homes. So some people need a lot more time and, and I respect that. My thing 
since my first, you know, my, since I experienced the loss of a cat for the first time with Tiger, who will have his own episode, I tend to adopt right away. So I found Sophie, of all places, on Craigslist. Don't get me started. You know, I was I looked in some I looked in some of the usual shelters that I knew, and I wasn't really finding anything that would say hello to me, and. I found Sophie on Craigslist, <laughs> and the ad subject line of the ad said, cute cats for adoption. And there was a picture of Sophie laying on a big blanket on a couch, and uh, the ad described, you know, that she had already been front declawed. I don't believe in de- declawing. I'm glad it's now illegal in New York State. I do not believe in it. I would never do it. But they had already removed her front claws, so she was ready declawed. And it turned out the husband was allergic and they were having a baby. So they, of all things, put her up on Craigslist. And again, I'm, I'm holding back on how I feel about that. But I think you could figure out that I'm not exactly in favor of allergies or allergies. I think technically I'm allergic to cats. But <laughs> I currently have seven in the household. I vacuum every day. I have a robot vacuum now that Sophie is enthralled with, and I think you can get you can get by just fine. But I'm not venturing down that road <laughs> in terms of allergies and having babies. I'm not going to do that. My rescue people that I'll have on future shows <laughs> will have plenty of time to make to to discuss opinions about those kind of things. But I digress. I reached out, we had a couple conversations with her then owner, and um, I shared some videos of mine, she shared some videos of her, and on a whim, well, you know, although I hadn't really met Sophie, I hadn't gone to see her in a shelter, she just sounded like a really great fit for the household. She's literally purring as I'm telling her story, yes, I'm talking about you. And I said, let's do it. I, I. The, the, I had never had a female cat, so having my first female cat definitely appealed to me. I wanted to experience what it was like to own a female cat. I always thought boys were, were sweeter or maybe more easygoing or had a more gentle nature. So I wanted to try owning a female cat for once. And she seemed to have the personality to take over because Tyler was very alpha, very much the boss. And, the way, the way they described Sophie, whose name was Mama at that point. And uh, my then-girlfriend and I came up with the name Sophie, because I guess she looked like a Sophie. <laughs> so she wasn't keeping the name Mama. She was becoming Sophie, and she seemed like a good fit. So I thought, let's give it a shot. So just a couple days later, after you know they took her to the vet, they got all the paperwork, made sure she was healthy, which she was. A couple days later, on a Sunday in mid-August, I think August 17th, 2014, um, they didn't bring her over. They basically dropped her off. <laughs> and I, again, I'm, I'm not going to... This is not a psychology show. I'm not making judgments on other people. I know what I would do. I would never rehome any of my pets unless, you know, my health was that bad. <laughs> You know what I mean? Even if I, even if I lost my job, I'd live in a van with my with my 
cats if I had to. I'd never give them up. I'd live on cat food if I needed to. Tastes like tastes like tuna. <laughs> I digress. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna make an opinion because then I'll just get angry and this episode will go off the rails. So she was literally dropped off. As in, I met them out on the street and they handed me a cardboard pet carrier. <laughs> there she is. Do you want to come in? Do you want to see where she's going to live? Nope. No emotion, just there's the cat, and and they could not have left fast enough. Okay, didn't matter. She was my girl now, so Sophie, Sophie was my cat. So, you know, I've already discussed how to introduce a cat to your home, and of course I followed the procedures. I had a cat already uh, named Jackson, a big uh, tabby and white cat who will be a have a featured episode of his own. I made sure that he got plenty of love. I brought Sophie in. I introduced them with her still in the cardboard carrier. I made sure she had a separate room of her own, namely my bedroom, all the supplies ready. And I thought, you know, after the experience where Tyler could not have been happier for minute one, to Tiger, it took him a day to get used to me and cuddle with me. To Jackson, who took basically a month, I thought, you know, it'll be weird for a couple of days and let's see what happens. <laughs> so I release, after I introduce her to Jackson, I take her into the bedroom, close the door. You know, this, I had to open this cardboard carrier from the top, so I open the top, I'm like, and then I open it and Sophie, you're home. Here's your home, Sophie. She looks at me, growls, hisses, runs under the bed. <laughs> and stayed there for the next several, it took her about, it took her two to three months <laughs> to settle down. Um, she was the angriest, most stressed out cat. At that point, she was four years old. She was born April 22nd, 2010. So she was, she was four. So she was a young cat. But think of it from her perspective. She was taken from the one home that she, that she knew, you know, no fault of her own. She was thrown into a box, put in a car, driven to some stranger, handed to that stranger. The only people she ever knew, you know, they were out of here. They left as fast as possible. How would you feel? So, you know, although it was definitely surprising, none of the cats I had ever adopted ever got angry at me. I tried my best to stay patient and give her the benefit of the doubt. So she went under the bed <laughs> and she stayed there for the rest of that first day. Um, she would make brief appearances at night to eat food and use her litter box. If she saw me, she would she would hiss and growl. <laughs> and she has this meow that's not like a meow. It's more like it's more like she, you know. This is terrible to say, but it sounds like she'd been smoking her whole life. So it's more like meow, meow, like Roz from Monsters Inc. I'm always watching you like that. So she'd look at me. She'd go and she'd run under the bed, you know, <laughs> growling and growling. So she was the first female cat I'd ever owned and the first cat that ever growled. So she started growling and hissing. 
okay. <laughs> For literally the next two or three months, this was August. It wasn't until close to November or December where she would start to venture more and more out of the bedroom. She stuck to that bedroom literally for the first three, four months. You know, as time went on, as the weeks went on, she would get more used to me. She'd start jumping on the bed. She'd start sitting with me. She'd start, you know, within the first month and a half, I'd say she started to learn to like me and she would purr and she'd growl less. Mostly because I was the one that was feeding her and, you know, with time and with consistency, which I've also discussed, where you feed them the same times and you talk to them in a gentle voice and you make sure they know that they're safe and loved, she started to come around. She started to sit in the bed with me. She started to kind of pounce on my chest and say hello and ask to be pet. She started to get more and more demanding with her food and treats and stuff like that. And, you know, Slowly but surely, I introduced Jackson. Although Jackson, who was a big 19-pound gray and white tabby cat, uh, kind of ruined it because one of the first during the first week, instead of doing the introduction the right way, Jackson charged into the bedroom when I had the door open for three seconds, and bolted under the bed, and they started really they started really growling and hissing at each other. So their first introduction may have been a little. You know, <laughs> not by the book, but eventually they also learned to get to you, get used to each other as well. Um, they were never the best of friends, but they coexisted. You know, they'd share a couch and they'd share their meals together. But, you know, my Tyler and Tiger and Tyler and Jackson, they were they were they got along. They were very good friends. Sophie. Sophie is a little more of a loner. You know, she, she currently lives in a house with six other cats. You know, seven, I have seven cats right now. One is a foster. And she tolerates them. You know, she doesn't mind them. She's not like a cuddler with cats. She's not overly friendly with them. She coexists, but she's not... She's not, you know, she won't cuddle with other cats. That's basically who she is. She's got more of a, a loner personality. But as, that, as those months went by, um, slowly but surely, as 2014 went into 2015, she started to venture out more, go into the other rooms in the kitchen. And I'd say by about the six-month mark, it was clear that Sophie was in charge. She, she took over the kitchen. She was very demanding. Jackson was a very much not an alpha cat. He did not have that in him. So Sophie was able to really take over Tyler's dominant role as the head. You know, when you have multiple cats, I'm sure there are exceptions to this, but when you have multiple cats, there are always one cat that's more in charge and what other another cat that will defer to that other cat. So Sophie kind of asserted her dominance. Her personality came out. Where she's very demanding, not in a not in a bad way, in a very cute way, but she's very demanding. And if she wanted treats, she would let you know about it. And her smokers meow. <laughs> if she wanted food, 
she she makes sure you knew about it. So she started to assert herself, and this, you know her personality came out when she knew she was that this was her home and she was safe and that I was a friend. And by about the first year she was here, she, it was established that she was in charge. And where she wanted to sleep, no one else was allowed to sleep. When she wanted food, she would stare at you until you fed her. If, you, if she wanted to sleep on your lap, she would sit there and stare at you until you sat down so that she can curl up on your lap. Typical alpha cat. When she wanted something, she would get it. And you better not turn her down. And you better not disappoint her. And that's basically been how she's been since since, she, since I adopted her. Now it's almost nine and a half years later. She's going to be 14 in April. <laughs> you know, Jackson passed away. And not long after I adopted Tucker, who... Tucker's a big gray tabby, also from Little Shelter, where I got Tyler. And they get along a lot better because Tucker Tucker came here after Sophie, so, you know, it didn't, it didn't take Tucker more than 10 minutes to realize Sophie was the boss and he better kiss her ass. So they get along a lot better. Um, you know, and she's firmly established in her role as, as head of household. She even has her own her own bed that was made out of a basket and she has her own orthopedic pillow and <laughs> memory foam and fleece blanket <laughs> and um, that's her bed and no, none of my other cats have ever tried to, to take over that bed. They've jumped on it once or twice but that's her bed. Nobody sleeps in her bed and she's got her bed in the bathroom because that's where she likes to sleep. Right now she's on, she's, she's in, in my recording studio, um, but she's just become this kind of the queen. She's the queen, firmly established in her role. And I've, again, I've had cats come and cats go. I fostered, I foster failed a few times, never once. Even Taylor, who's, who's also an alpha cat. Taylor, who is, you know, you know, who is my foster fail, who's going to be 14 next month. An amazing cat of his own. He's very alpha. And even he absolutely will not even think to try to take over from Sophie. Sophie's the boss. Everyone knows that. And she doesn't even need to prove it. She just exudes that aura. I'm, I'm in charge. You're in my household. We go by my rules and we'll get along. And um, if anybody gets too close to Sophie, as in a cat, she will growl and she will take her paw, a declawed paw, mind you. She will take her paw, put it on that other cat's head and hold it there while growling at them, which is her way of saying, dude, step off. <laughs> it's an amazing thing to see. She's, she's healthy. She's playful. She's just the queen. You know, when she falls asleep on my lap, I know that I should consider myself privileged because Queen Sophie does not sit on my lap every day. She sits with me. She keeps me company. Every day when I wake up, she will meow until I feed her. Every day at five o'clock, she will, if I'm working late, she will come into this, to my office and meow, meow, meow. 
and will not stop until she gets her food. So whatever I'm doing, I'll, if I'm in a meeting, I'll have to say, you have to give me five minutes because Sophie wants her food. And they all know who Sophie is. She's had her TikTok videos where she's come into that office and asked for treats. So I could not have asked for a better successor to the original boss, Tyler, than Sophie. Sophie definitely not only slipped into his alpha cat role, where she patrols and she guards and she looks out the window. She's not only slipped into that role effortlessly, she made it her own. She's the queen. We are in her court and we should consider ourselves lucky. (laughs) So the moral of the story of Sophie and the reason why I wanted to spotlight Sophie is some of them, some cats need time. Some cats need time and patience and love. And if you're expecting how things went with the cat that this cat is succeeding, it may not it may not go with with your expectations. You might need to give it a couple of months. You might need to give them patience. And if they're angry and hiss and pissed and hissing the first couple of days, it's not the end of the world. The moral of Sophie's feline spotlight is some cats just need time to adjust. And you too could have a queen Sophie who's asking me to pet her head right now. Can you hear her purring? No, you can't hear her purr. Let me try again. You want to hear her purr? <laughs> Hopefully you heard that. She's purring like a freight train. She's got the best purr in the world. I've had her purr featured on TikTok as well. So go to the TikTok channel and you'll see Sophie and you'll hear Sophie because she's got a purr like a freight train. So I hope you enjoyed this little offshoot feline spotlight on Queen Sophie. If you have a Queen Sophie, please reach out to us at the Shelter Cats Podcast. Website is tylerthecat.com. Email is dan at tylerthecat.com. You could reach out to my co-host, Michelle, michelle at tylerthecat.com. You can find me on Facebook. The page is Shelter Cats. I am on Twitter. Go to mine. Dan Tracht, D-A-N-T-R-A-C-H-T, Dan Tracht at Twitter. You can find me, find the show on Instagram, Threads, and TikTok. Just search Shelter Cats Podcast. I am on YouTube. Just search Shelter Cats. And every Saturday I do a, a medium blog that is Shelter Cats as well. Where, no, sheltercats.medium.com. YouTube is Shelter Cats and Medium is sheltercats.medium.com and every Saturday I do a, a medium blog where I you know, tell stories talk about future episodes and feature cats that are available for adoption from some of the rescues I know so that's how you find me if you have a Sophie of your own don't be shy I want to hear from you and I hope you enjoyed this episode a little shorter than usual all of my cats past and present and Michelle's cats will have feline spotlight episodes because if I'm going to host a show, and if Michelle is going to host it with me, before anything, you should know about our cats. So from all of us here at the Shelter Cats Podcast, myself, Michelle, Sophie, and her crew, 
I hope you have a great week. Be sure to give your cats lots of love and lots of treats. And we'll see you next week where I have a very special guest for episode 39. Have a great week.